I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello to you all. Right, before I begin, I just want to say my hay fever analogies are really bad today. I get beaten up by flowers, so if I sound strange or snivel and sneeze into the mic, I do apologize. But thank you for returning for another episode of Introducing You with me, that Mr. Christopher. On this week's podcast, I meet with someone who is a complete stranger, Maeve Scullion. We got in touch on this fantastic little website called Facebook. Go visit my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash that Mr. Christopher, and you can talk to me or apply to be on the show too. So Maeve and I connected and we discussed the idea of her being on the show. I was delighted to welcome her onto the podcast and she welcomed me into her home in South London. I learned that she's a children's special education needs teaching assistant and she's also into amateur dramatics and spoken word poetry, which is great as I'm into that too. We speak a little bit about Brexit, as at the time that was all going on, and we chat about depression and where she grew up in South Wales, as well as a lot more things too. At the time of recording this, she was planning a 10-hour spoken word poetry performance. Maeve has now completed this spoken word marathon, and did so to raise money for child.org. Please go to my website and support her. There's a blog post with all the info, and all the links can be found there, as well as in the Acast app if you're listening to this podcast there too. She's trying to raise money for child.org, so uh, if you can support her and the charity and you want to to go and do that, um, then her donation page is there and I'm sure she'll be really grateful. As usual, rate and review the podcast if you can and want to, but please subscribe, I don't want you to miss an episode, and more important than anything else, please share it with your friends and family. Say hi to me on Twitter, at that Mr. Christ or Christ, or email me at podcast at thatmrchristopher.com. Details and links to all my social media sites and pages, etc., on my website, thatmrchristopher.com. Cheers and enjoy the episode. I'm introducing you to normal people, different lives. Husbands, brothers, sisters, wives might have a laugh, might have a cry. So if you've got the time, just sit back and relax. We're gonna have a little chat and you don't have to answer back. So we've started. So okay. thank you very, very much for, for agreeing to do this and inviting me to, to Lewisham, to, to your home. Oh, um, yeah. Meeting your, your housemates. Introduce yourself, you're Maeve. Tell, oh. tell us an, an opening paragraph, because like I said, you're the first proper stranger, the first person that I, I don't really know almost anything about, really. Yeah. Um, obviously, you've done a questionnaire just to give us a little bit of a, a conversation starters. Mm-hmm you tell me where you want to start and we'll go from there uh so my name's Maeve Scullion I live in Lewisham obviously um I'm a 
I'm doing a course at the moment called Charity Apprentice with a really amazing international development charity called Child.org. Um, I'm running at the end of April. Um, I'm running like a ten-hour spoken word challenge, where I like um, me and a couple of other poets are gonna like make new poems and perform them for ten hours straight. And that's to raise money for child.org. And yeah, I'm like at the moment going through the process of organising all that for the end of April. I've got a venue booked. I'm talking to some other young poets. And I've also started to get sponsorship for that event. So yeah, that's why I was interested coming on here. And um, also, yeah, I'm a teaching assistant. Like I work as a teaching assistant, but I also do some like performance, spoken word and theatre stuff on the side. And I graduated from Goldsmiths last year and I did uh, drama and theatre there you go. Well, that's loads to start with so <laughs> yeah, yeah. obviously first thing we're in Lewisham but we can clearly hear that you're not from London you're <laughs> yeah, not exactly. from London <laughs> yeah I wish yeah so so where are you from where in are you world. from where are, yeah where are you from Wales obviously uh, yeah I'm from Pontypridd uh, I have no idea where that is oh yeah I didn't even bother googling it before I came so. <laughs> yeah you want to have fresh mind yeah um I, I'm from okay so that's like South Wales um, it's where the Welsh National Anthem was written. It's kind of quite interesting. It's also okay. where Tom Jones is from, which is a quite interesting thing. Good old Tom. Uh, they, yeah, like, so, yeah, it's a place in um, South Wales. It's kind of well known for some things, like, obviously that, and also it's really near Merthyr Tydfil, um, where right, the yeah. Aberfan disaster happened. My dad happened. did loads of work in, uh, in Merthyr. Really? So I, that rings a bell. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he, he travels around and does loads of different work in various councils and things like that and that was How one that it was uh I, i'm in mirtha again i mean Mer- and he's he's, he's been <laughs> the best part of a couple of years traveling back and forth staying there for three four five days at a time and then coming back at the weekend how interesting i wonder what he thought of it i've no idea yeah <laughs> that's very interesting yeah i think i'd find wet and damp probably <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah they also like uh, the area like that I'm from like and the surrounding areas actually got a lot of money from the EU um, for okay. like because it's like quite a deprived area it's like ex-industry ex or this kind of thing so yeah they actually um, used to get I guess a lot of money from the EU um, which is quite interesting because they had really high uh, like leave vote like um, it was oh, really? the majority vote yeah which is actually like uh, <laughs> which is actually like the case in a lot of like very like I don't like stereotype this but in very like kind of white working class like areas like that actually get a lot of support from the EU it's like the kind of sad irony that it seems to be those areas that have voted against it the most so yeah that's quite interesting but I I don't want to get right into politics right now but why do you think that is is I mean is that that's a massive example of probably the ignorance of the common man whether they were yeah. voting leave or, or remain that there's yeah. just not, there wasn't enough information about yeah. what they're actually looking at maybe yeah I mean perfect example <laughs> yeah exactly like I think it's kind of interesting in more like obviously racially like diverse areas like here Lewis and Borough had an amazing result amazing remain result like and this isn't like a wealthy area like whatsoever loads of areas in London that are quite poor areas but are really racially diverse had amazing remain re- results so I think it's just about how open-minded you are about accepting other people and being like oh yeah like there are like loads of Polish people in my area but I don't care like that doesn't bother me like it doesn't bother me that there's like like immigrants in my area do you know what i mean and i don't like absolutely and i don't like 
and if you i like i do think if you've got problems a lot of problems in your life and like the number of immigrants is really small so you're not held so accountable for your actions because someone who's a like a really a really small minority they're gonna feel too like afraid or ashamed to like speak up like like you might project it on something that's a bit like a ghost or something because obviously if you're talking about like immigration and stuff and like how bad is immigration and there's actually not that many immigrants around you do you know what i mean like you've got yeah, a yeah, completely yeah. fantastical idea about what that means because actually if you live in the area where it's like you know there's loads of immigration and it's great and you love it and it's like just normal and part of your life you're not gonna blame people who are just in your community just normal people who you live with and you like and do you know what i mean and i do think like i know some people disagree with this whatever but like i do feel like racism is a big part of the brexit campaign and like so i feel like yeah i think it was it was just people yeah i think i think there were people who were racist but i don't Mm. think everybody that voted was i'll put it out there i voted remain yeah yeah because um my my missus is spanish yeah yeah Um, exactly exactly. i've owned and operated businesses that have traded internationally so i see the benefits of, of remaining yeah and i think a lot of the the things that were this will happen if we leave yeah i was a bit like will it yeah yeah you know and i'm sort of uh, a better the devil you know person yeah. anyway and a little bit more like okay let's you know all right like i'm not disagreeing that yeah. the system doesn't work yeah there's there's systems in place in this country in europe in the world that are problems you know, yeah. loads of different systems are, are, are busted and broken but before we have that sort of put it to the people because yeah. in general people are often uh I, I, I obviously I was telling you before you know I come from a chef background and the whole yeah. the customer's always right yeah but they're often misinformed yeah was what yeah what we exactly. used to say and I think that there <laughs> yeah, was exactly. a huge uh, there was a huge lack of understanding of exactly yeah. what, what staying was. would be yeah and exactly, exactly what uh well, what even what the EU was be. do you know what exactly. I mean like yeah, how the yeah, EU absolutely. functions and I'm absolutely. not saying that to be like oh people don't know because i don't know like the full extent of what the eu does but like it's, it is the the it is the thing that of it makes freedom of movement easier for people it makes our lives easier as young people to travel you know we have better work opportunities because of it it's, it's much more easier to like um tackle climate change and to tackle displacement like international displacement is easier because of the eu even if the eu makes terrible decisions the fact like the institution means that european countries can share people who are displaced yeah. rather than a one individual com- country just feeling like they can do whatever they want so i feel like there were key issues because i don't know the whole you know all about the bureaucracy of the eu but i found like there were some key issues that were really important to me and that's why i was so strong to like remain you know but i do think that's like really good saying like customers always right but sometimes they're misinformed like that's yeah, such I, a good I, I, like because because they are um, yeah. and, and that's just you know you have to say they're right because they're paying uh they're right because they've come in and they want a service yeah. and if they feel they're not getting that service yeah. then they've they've possibly got a right to complain yeah but yeah. often they're not always informed of a situation yeah. how busy a restaurant is the staffing levels yeah whether or not your pot washers just left understanding of ingredients yeah. how long something takes to cook so yeah. the fact that they feel they're not getting the service or the products that yeah. they wanted and now i think that's in anything not just in restaurants yeah, that, yeah. That, that's in anything if you went to go and buy 
new tires in yeah. quick fit if yeah. you don't feel that you're getting the product or, or the service you've got that right to say ha there you go and yeah. i'm right to say that because i'm the customer yeah but obviously exactly. They might not be informed and say, yeah. well, the tyres that I want for my car, well, they don't fit your car. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you're right in that you're a customer, but yeah. you're also misinformed in that you don't really know what you want. And yeah. with the, I, I was, I, I, I put myself in that camp that yeah. I didn't 100% know what leaving uh, the EU would mean mm-hmm. or what remaining would mean. Yeah, yeah. I just knew that, well, it, it's, it's not terribly bad. I knew the things that, we i knew some of the things mm-hmm. not all of them mm-hmm. um that that we get from the eu and and, and what we benefit you yeah. know, i love the countryside and i know you know the the yeah. standards of things like our rivers and, and stuff yeah, like that exactly. you know the we get beaches. a huge yeah, yeah absolutely i live right by the beach so yeah all of that i can see um farming agriculture mm-hmm. you know all of the the bits and pieces that i think you know within farming there's there's pros and cons for the yeah, eu yeah. because of what we can and can't use and yeah, i think yeah. some of those um, they 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 have a negative impact. What you know, yeah. pesticides or, or farming methods and and procedures mm. and stuff. And I'm not a farmer. I don't know really in yeah. the grand scheme of things anything about that. But I know that there's controls in place, and yeah. I know some make farming in this country better, and yeah. I know that some make it probably more difficult and maybe not so good. Yeah. But I think the masses of, of people in general have no idea. Yeah. that side of the eu they yeah. just see it as a it'll stop people taking our jobs yeah exactly yeah and i was a bit like mm, will it yeah will it because most of these people uh, are coming over um or the the people that you uh, refer yeah. to like, as the people yeah, that, exactly. that steal our jobs those people are uh, are taking the jobs probably that you don't want or that yeah, you wouldn't exactly. take exactly. Um, and you know it, it, yeah. it's just that uh, you know our economy f- especially like i said in farming and agriculture you know yeah. going out there and going out in the fields and and taking cauliflowers out the fields yeah you know that's a really kind of difficult difficult, job. difficult yeah, exactly. and you could say a crappy job and exactly. uh, people that employ those those people to do it have said you know for years i mean it's tiny little back farm in kent and there's not a local population that wants those jobs yeah exactly um, yeah. my business might finish if, if those people can't get work yeah, and yeah. actually now this whole article 50 things going forwards and yeah. you know that's it we're on this this train to, to leave in yeah. that doesn't mean overnight that all of these people are going to go and have to yeah. be sent back to Poland Romania Spain yeah. France Germany or wherever Yeah, it doesn't mean that so actually exactly. a lot of the, yeah. the people that voted leave on those basis yeah not in general because people I know people that voted leave and and when they told me why they had they had really good valid arguments because that's their opinion and that's okay but a lot of the people were like yeah because then they're all gonna go and it's like no they're not yeah exactly exactly and also my missus is Spanish yeah 15 years she's yeah. not going anywhere yeah exactly, you know? exactly. <laughs> and she hasn't taken your job either <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and also there's a massive amount of eu migrants and like migrants in general working in hospitals and in like gps yeah. and stuff like do you really want like an exodus, an exodus of nurses is that all you want yeah, like absolutely. that's insane like yeah yeah that yeah. That, that, that would that couldn't happen that, yeah. that couldn't happen um our 
our, our service industries in, in loads of different ways yeah. would go down because take a look at who's running the bars and pubs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's, no, it's know. actually insane. Like, like obviously I've, like, worked, used to work in a bar and stuff and it's like, it's like a great thing, I think, that is so, do you know what I mean? There's such a mix of, like, Spanish and Italian people and stuff and it's so cool to get to meet all these uh, different people. But it is, like, the, because I worked in, like, a really shitty <laughs> pub yeah. where it was, like, really bad pay and stuff. And, like, like, I just really desperately want to stay in London over the summer, so yeah. that's why I took that job. But lots of English people wouldn't tolerate getting paid that amount it, of money, you know? Uh, like, also, there's, there's plenty of us over over in Spain working exactly. in the nightclubs of Ibiza. Exactly. And working exactly. And in how much do we love offices it, in Germany you know? exactly. and, and, and all over. I, I've worked in Germany myself and, yeah. and seen that, Christ, there's, there's people from all over Europe there. Yeah. You know, it's sort of, if we're not a part of that, I think that's probably more our loss than it is our gain. But yeah, anyway, exactly. so Oh, yeah. Brexit <laughs> that, Yeah, Brexit aside. Hashtag, so, hashtag so Brexit Wales, the area of Wales that you're from, sees a benefit from the EU, but... Yeah. Voted leave. But, I mean, in terms of... What, what's it like there? Is it is it a big town? Big, um, is it, you know... Like, quite... Is quite it the valleys? <laughs> it is the valleys. That's, like true story it used to be called gateway to uh our train station it used to be like the longest in wales or something or even in maybe it was even in the uk and like it used to be called like the gateway to the ronda so it's like proper valleys um it's like yeah it's quite a small town um it's like very excellent very like ex-industrial do you know what i mean it's like very yeah. like um it's kind of amazing like when you look at like old pictures like i remember like when i i used i lived in carter for a year and i like i saw this stand of this guy who's like selling like old pictures of like welsh places so it's like it was very cool like all like black nice. and white pictures you know it's super cool and like okay. i was like oh like i was like this is so cool and i was like do you have one of ponty and he was like yeah yeah um and i was like i looked at it and i was like what is this like where is this and he was like um he was like oh it's like by marks and spencer i was like no way like and it was just like there was like billboards like all the men's were in all the men were in like suits like i was like i can't believe i can't believe it was like this yeah. like that's impossible for me to believe but um yeah it just looks like re this really glamorous place and it had like a department store and stuff and it's just not like that at all now you know i mean i'm it's not it's not like exactly do you know it's not as like deprived of some other areas in South yeah. Wales, but it's not. Do you know what I mean? It's not a place you'd be like, oh, let's visit this lovely town. It's like, not a it's holiday. Not... Yeah, I, yeah, I was exactly. actually. I, I went uh, to, to Snowdon last year. Yeah, I love uh, like mountain hiking and, and yeah. stuff like that. And I did the Three Peaks Challenge, and yeah, I was like, I wanted to go back and and have a little. You know, I, I I went to Wales as a kid, and then went and did the Three Peaks as an yeah. adult, and then I wanted to take my son. And, and show him the, the mountains and stuff like that and mm -hmm. it was lovely um, but yeah I've seen some of South Wales <laughs> and you're like quite different quite different <laughs> uh, what's going on yeah <laughs> so um, how long have you been in London how old are you um, I'm nearly 24 nearly 24 <laughs> uh, I'm 24 in like a matter of weeks like on the 10th of April I'm going to be 24 right uh, which is a bit depressing. Um, uh, yeah, so I've been it's in not. London. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I know it's, it's really a bit. It's it's, it is stupid. It's yeah, it's stupid <laughs> to say like I know it is stupid to be like oh I feel so old, but like it like I don't know. That's how it feels. Like I don't know. Did you feel like that when you were turned twenty four? No, you didn't. No. Maybe I should take your example. How I, did you I, not feel like that? Um, I, I what was I doing at twenty four? Um, working in kitchens. Yeah. Um going out and partying and doing 
lots of uh, drugs, partying, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and just yeah, just just enjoying enjoying life. And oh, then yeah. it was about uh, between twenty four and twenty five that that's when I started to to say okay, enough of that, and and yeah. crack on with with proper work and got a head chef position, and then went and bought my own restaurant. So. Oh, wow. And then, then as there's a load of things that have happened in the seven years, eight years since being 24 to, to now. So yeah, yeah. you've got your life ahead of you. Yeah, okay. I'll try and feel like that. Yeah. yeah, I'll try and feel yeah. that way. Uh, but yeah, I've been in London for... And even your 30s. Yeah, it's you not know, the end. Yeah, it's not. It's just, just yeah, there's loads, loads of yeah, things. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I'm 32. I've just started a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Loads of things to do. Exactly. Loads of things to do. And there's lots and so of like... Cool... I have no sympathy for you turning 24. So. <laughs> yeah, it's no, yeah, it's actually no big deal. Um, and oh yeah I've been in London for I guess three and a half years now so what was that like that move um oh my gosh actually quite crazy because um I like lived in Cardiff for a year it's actually a bit of a long story so I'd like I'd lived okay so basically uh, uh after I left school um I basically took a year off because I'd auditioned for a lot of drama schools at the end of school and hadn't got into any um, but because I didn't really know what I'd do if I didn't go into drama school, I hadn't applied for um, um, any like universities either. And like um, basically, like um, I expected to do like really bad my A levels. <laughs> like like re- I just expected to do really bad because I was like a really bad attender. Sure. Um, but then it was I a actually... bad attender. Yeah. <laughs> what for? What reason? <laughs> I don't know. Like I was just I was just. Where, where was you going when you were supposed to be at college? <laughs> um. I don't know I just couldn't I like I just I don't know I just couldn't face it like I actually went to the sixth form in my school do you know what I mean okay, I like yeah. without much thought about it yeah. so I think and then when I started I was like like school yeah and I was like yeah. this is so shit and depressing and I could have gone to a college and why didn't I do that and do you know what I mean yeah, and it's yeah, just because yeah. I, I wasn't paying enough attention to my life and my future like do you know what I mean I was sure. just like really like Oh yeah, this isn't very good. I'm doing a hand gesture. It's not really like translating. It's but, not, it doesn't yeah. make for good podcast. <laughs> yeah. Let's do the rest of it in an interpretive dance. Um, no, yeah, I was just really like dismissive attitude that I had towards my education, which like I don't know. I like after I'd like made the decision to you're not, not really the think only about one. what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, you're not the only one. I I I hated school. Yeah, and then uh, and then. I kind of enjoyed college, but more yeah. the social elements of yeah. it. The course that I did was the wrong course for what I wanted yeah. to do. So I used to bunk off quite a lot, go yeah. to the park, smoke a bit of weed. Um, and then I worked full-time whilst I was at full-time college. So I'd bunk yeah. off college to go and work as well. Um, yeah, that's Because on. I was going to work and doing what I wanted to do. And yeah. I didn't leave with terrible grades, yeah, but I didn't yeah. leave with great ones either. And it yeah. was not very great grades in a course that, was discontinued after three years of it running so yeah. I, I was there for two of the three years that the government decided this was the best course and then after it was not and yeah. so no employer had ever heard of the course so yeah. it was a bit like oh, you know and it, it was a chef course and we had to learn French yeah, you know, yeah we had a French lesson because it's the language of the kitchens and I was yeah. like I don't want to learn French yeah, and now yeah. I'm like I love I'm buzzing for long languages yeah, 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 buzzing yeah. and and it's like oh, just I've I, I, that away I, yeah, you know, yeah. I took that opportunity and I was like ah I don't need this and yeah. same at school you know there were so many subjects yeah. that I just didn't excel in, in in the like you know years seven eight and nine I did well at school you yeah. know the first three years of secondary school and then after that I was just <clears throat> can't yeah. really be bothered and I think uh 
can't remember who said it now. I'll have to look it up. But yeah. youth is wasted on the young. Yeah, no, that is, is so true. So yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, it's so yeah. true. And yeah, but I think we're really lucky now. Yeah. With the internet and stuff. And yeah, we are lucky. Twenty three, nearly twenty four. Yeah. Probably haven't ever lived without the internet. Yeah, no, that's well. Apart from yeah, apart from mind you, you're from Wales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Sure. They only no, got electricity in nineteen ninety two. I know. Yeah, a year before I was born. Um, Maeve's born and the lights come on. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Uh, no, yeah, yes, yeah, so we are lucky in that way. And even like having perspective and stuff. Yeah, like, lucky and you can way. teach yourself so many things. Google is there and yeah. it's it's just everything. Yeah. I've taught myself countless amounts of things yeah. um, that, you know, I haven't got bits of paper to say I can do it, but yeah. I'm like, yeah, I've read about that. Yeah, I can, yeah. I know about that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, don't worry about bad education decisions yeah 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 exactly but like so basically yeah I thought I was gonna get like really bad results but actually like I turned out to have like quite good ones like I got like three A's um which I don't know how that happened it's pretty insane like skyving is conducive to a good education (laughs) whoa I mean that's all the message I want to be putting out like go to all your lectures like basically yeah go to your lessons um but like um yeah like so I didn't really know what to do I didn't know to go through clearing or to just like because I planned to kind of just take you out and just audition for drama schools again and like at the time it was like not very kind of great at home like now like I've got like a really great like yeah like a really great relationship with like my mum and everything but at the time it was like not great so it's like I decided to like um have a year out to audition for drama schools again and at first it was quite good because I was like auditioning for drama schools. I was working a little bit for this company called Serve Legal. Um, like I was doing again like some acting experience, got some paid acting experience, nice. got some like theatre experience and stuff. So from the first couple of months it was all kind of great. And then after like um like December I just got like really, really miserable and like just really unhappy and like I'd had a lot of kind of problems in adult like mental health like issues in like adolescence and it just got like a hundred times worse in like um like after the like the Christmas of that year just because I don't know like I was at what kind what kind of mental health issues and... just like I guess like well like when I was like adolescent yeah. it was all just kind of like eating so like quite typical teenage girl things like eating disorders like self harm like depression etc. So you say that that obviously we're not a million years apart. You're nearly twenty four. I've just yeah. turned thirty two. You say that like typical stuff. Yeah. When I was your age that wasn't so much typical whether or not it was but just wasn't didn't come to light as much i don't know but it's that that how you say that almost is you know ah you know yeah so casually that that that's really quite alien to me i mean i don't talk to loads and loads of 24 year olds on a regular basis so i mean my brother's 25 yeah 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 26 ish (laughs) sorry jack (laughs) but yeah he um yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like I, I, yeah. If you want to go into that a bit more, because yeah, I'm that's like, interesting, and I don't know, there might be people that sort of think that yeah. may, maybe are self harming or have got yeah, yeah. a depressive sort of personality at a period of time and yeah. dismiss it as oh, this is just a normal adolescent thing. And yeah, for yeah. me, growing up, that would have been a real. That's not yeah. normal. You need 
yeah yeah you, you need to talk to someone or you need some yeah. some help or something yeah like yeah it's like it's quite it's tricky isn't it because i feel like at that time like so for example like working in schools has actually like really opened up my eyes about this kind of thing because if a child has like social emotional mental health issues they're actually classified as sen and they're meant to have a so that's what you do now obviously you've moved to london and you're still pursuing performance and things Uh like that but obviously that doesn't pay the bills as much as you want it to so (laughs) you you work in special education needs is that what sen stands for uh special educational needs yeah yeah so um you do that obviously that's now opened your eyes to yeah go on (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah like it's like um yeah because if someone's got like a social emotional mental health issue which is obviously like self-harm and eating disorder or anything like that um basically like they're sen like and like if it gets like very serious and really worried you're meant to put them through a statement like give them what is called now an ehcp which is educational health and care something care plan so it's like it's very involved now which i think is like a really good thing like it's like really about intervention whereas when i was in school like it doesn't seem like a long time ago when i was in school and maybe the area i went to school the kind of school i went to loads of girls had like mental health issues everyone was kind of depressed so it just seemed normal like to everyone like it stop was just... banging on the table oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, I stopped doing that uh, yeah but it just seemed like normal and like I feel like yeah that like there was a very like negative ugly like attitude about it in the area um the adults like didn't really take it seriously um obviously like it made my like appearance very uncomfortable so it was just really like I don't know, it didn't seem very, like, normalised. It was actually, like, moving to London, like, and, like, going to, like, very liberal or, like, very, uh, like, quite left-wing, like, University Goldsmiths. There's, like, very big, like, disability mm. culture and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I've kind of had my eyes, like, opened up to, like, the ways, like, certain things should be. And then even, like, working in schools even more is, like, opened up my eyes and be like, well, actually, things need to be this way with children under 18 and, like, like so, yeah. But like, do you, did you think at the time that was typical adolescent problems? Or did you... Is, is that something that you've come to learn as that was typical? I mean... I mean... Or did you feel like at the time i mean what extent yeah. was that kind of depression and that yeah self-harm because i didn't know that That's yeah yeah, a, a, yeah a new thing yeah yeah i mean i feel like um so it felt very like severe like to me at the time even at the time it felt very like severe very scary and like very kind of out of control and like it was having like a really big effect on my education all this kind of stuff but at the same time I felt like everyone I knew was kind of depressed like do you know what I mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's not like South Wales isn't like isn't like that much of a great place to grow up or like at least where I grew up isn't a great place to grow up and then I think what I, and yeah like everyone seemed kind of depressed and unhappy and unhappy in education and you know just generally unhappy with life like generally unhappy yeah, yeah, with their yeah, life yeah. especially girls so I just felt at the time oh yeah I might feel horrific but so does everyone else like do you know what I mean and there wasn't really intervention from the schools like you know they might try and talk to you and stuff but there wasn't really like structured intervention for children who had like some kind of mental health issue you know right so yeah I mean 
yeah it's kind of half and half like I've learned to, to like look back and be like well it's very like normal you know like it's very normal and you know of course these things are going to happen when you put when you're in a certain situation also like when there's other like kind of risk factors as well like of course that's going to happen but like at the time I didn't have like a good perspective about it I was just like oh it feels terrible but and everyone else feels terrible so it's just yeah. life you know like wow yeah <laughs> okay yeah interesting <laughs> yeah you do, you do talk about it quite casually yeah yeah like, was, it, was it not a massive part of your life was it I don't, I don't know it was a massive part of my life but I think more like my attitude towards, towards it at the time was like a massive part so like feeling like like I think when you feel very isolated isolated and you don't get a lot of like care health like health care like support like mental sure. health support you like your attitude you've got a really bad attitude about it like because you think number one you think it makes you like very special do you know what i mean like that can be like a coping strategy right. like to think um the reason i feel like this is because i am different to everyone else and i see things in a way that no one else does and my pain that i feel in my life makes me very special kind of person sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean which is not now i feel like that's not a healthy way to feel at all because it's like binding you up with your pain rather than being like i'm a person i'm like special for lots of different reasons i'm not special because i'm depressed do you know what i mean because that's like holding you in being depressed right, okay. where when you have not help to overcome depression kind of becomes your identity do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. so at the time that's how i felt but like now i'm like so far i'm like i don't want to be that person like i don't want to think like that like so ugly and not ugly and like a superficial like it's just not just so not how, the, how did you get out of that how, how did you what was that I don't want to be that person anymore I'm, I'm fed up of wallowing in my own self-loathing yeah. or self-pity and, and yeah. feeling entitled to this yeah. pain and entitled to this because yeah. I, I think when you know, you're young you, you, adolescents have got that natural it's built into them that, yeah. that feeling of entitlement or whatever and you said yeah. my pain is special and, and, yeah, and, and yeah. I feel special because of this way that I see the world and, yeah, and whatever yeah. so how, what kind of was the switch that yeah. stopped you thinking like that and then you was like okay I don't want to do that or I don't need yeah. to do that anymore yeah so I mean it's quite like it's kind of quite long like so basically like before I was about 17 I would say like from the age of about maybe 15 to 17 maybe yeah maybe 15 to 17 had like quite a serious maybe 16 to 17 I'm not exactly sure but I had like very very serious eating disorder from for all that time so it was just very like I lost a lot of weight like I was quite I was like well basically like the size I am now before that or like maybe a bit smaller because I was obviously younger but um and then I just lost like like loads of weight and then like yeah. basically like um, and I was really unhappy in school had a terrible like uh self-harm problem etc and like um yeah and then basically i just went on like a theater course like just like national youth theater like in okay. london actually like um the summer i was like 17 i just had like i felt like a lot more positive and felt kind of better about myself yeah, yeah, yeah. and like then because i was going on auditions for drama school i was like i can't not eat do you know what i mean because i was taking it trying sure. to take it so seriously even though in a way it was uh, like very messed up like retrospectively I feel like it was a very messed up thing like to be doing doing to myself like the way that I was because like just going on the theatre course doesn't fix like deeply like yeah, yeah, yeah. mental health problems you know but like um, 
yeah like I was like oh you know I have to eat to like prepare properly for this interview and all this kind of stuff so um I think I was eating like a little bit more because of that but then also like going on a bit of emotional roller coaster um, do you think maybe just getting older as well I mean I'm still like on a roller coaster like in my like that that year so it's like maybe I like with like trying to apply for drama schools feeling more positive and like also realizing I had to do my A levels maybe I was getting a bit more serious about things but I was still on a like roller coaster still like felt very depressed and like still had like huge eating issues they were just slightly better like and um, but better in a way that was like kind of noticeable um but like there were like things in my life that like kind of made me feel more, more positive and I was doing a course on Sunday that I really liked um but then obviously because I didn't get into drama schools it was kind of like a do you know what I mean yeah, it kind yeah, of yeah. brought me like back to that place and then like um yeah obviously I took a year out and obviously up till Christmas it was like quite good whatever and then like after like um Christmas just got like really, really depressed again it was like really bad because yeah because my work was kind of like sporadic like it was work that you just had to sign up to do and then go and do it's kind of like mystery shopping almost like it was like this company called serve legal and you basically go to bars and you have to write reports on whether or not they id you <laughs> basically that was like my job interesting. Um, <laughs> interesting yeah um like yeah like so because it was kind of sporadic it was so easy to like not do so i i just feel like really depressed and i just not do it or, and like loads of things i could have do i just didn't do and that's like so shit like i, I really hate that i was like that like because yeah because yeah, obviously it made it worse but also now i look back on it as, as like really shameful like i'm like really ashamed of it but like that's the way i was then like i can't change that you know but yeah i just kind of like like got worse and worse and then obviously tension like my family like got worse and worse and stuff and then basically like um i got i got into a drama school actually in S- in essex oh my god did you really yeah actually in essex in fucking it's south end okay yeah so that's yeah where my son lives oh wow not, not far from me at all how exciting and um yeah i got onto like a world performance course which which actually would have been perfect for me because obviously i'm half indian half irish like, yeah we haven't even spoken about that oh yeah oh my gosh tip of the iceberg <laughs> yeah and like so yeah that would have been like really perfect for me but i was just so messed up that like um before i went i was just like really fucked up and i was like i can't go i'm gonna like and i just had like really odd ideas about things like i just like it was very like superstitious almost but like in a very quite scary kind of way like i just had like really odd like beliefs about things and i just had these ideas of all these like very terrible kind of sci-fi or like do you know what i mean just like very dramatic things happening to me if i went there and just didn't know how i'd cope and stuff yeah it was just kind of crazy and then my mum was like because i was just like i was just a nightmare to have in the house i was obviously like crying and like being night and like saying all these really dark things all the time and like we would have all these really horrible arguments because it was just such a nightmare she was just like look if you don't move out for university you have to move out anyway like i don't give a shit like you have to you have to leave like um and i was like fuck like, i don't have a full-time job like i don't there's no way i can pay for myself and she was like that's like that's do you know what i mean you're gonna yeah. have to go on benefits that's it like do you know what wow, i mean okay. and i think she was maybe gonna like or and she was like oh you'll have to like declare homeless yourself homeless if you can't find anywhere to live and all this kind of stuff which was kind of crazy but it's like i think she was just trying to scare me into going to uni basically which i understand why she did it right yeah but like it's like tough maybe, love yeah <laughs> hashtag tough love but it just wasn't the best 
it like it didn't have the best effect on me because then I was like because I was so like messed up in like I had so, so many odd beliefs I'd like see homeless people on the street and I was like that's gonna be me like next week like oh uh, wow. like do you know what I mean so it's just like really very dramatic I, I, I'd like so. to say yeah I know what you mean but not really <laughs> not really you just said so many things and like, I, I, was, I, I was coming to interview a stranger and I was thinking oh, I hope they're a talker <laughs> but yeah, you, yeah that's a a lot of stuff <laughs> for me to stuff, yeah that's, that's a lot on. to sort of take in and digest and <laughs> pick through but that's sort of the story then of how you come into London yeah and then basically there's just like a short bit so basically then I ended up actually going to this drama school for like a week and then transferring because I was mental and like it just didn't and like at the time like it was a really bad decision right. and at the time I was like that's the biggest mistake I've ever made in my fucking life and I transferred to a really shitty uni in Cardiff like and like it was a really big mistake but like um, yeah basically it kind of shocked me a bit like once I moved to Cardiff I was like I can't do you know what I mean? And then I, like, as soon as I moved, I was like, you know, I really want to, like, hurt myself. I really don't want to, like, be here anymore and stuff. And I was like, that's so... And this is where I kind of get into that whole, like, mindset thing. I was like, that's so disgusting to just think because you've done something really bad and really stupid that the only way anyone else could... The only good solution would be for you to kill yourself. Like, that's so stupid. Like, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but I was like, that's just so, like do you know what I mean it's almost like hearing so much what other people think of you that you'd rather die than try and make things better for yourself like it happens yeah yeah it happens yeah it's a sad thing yeah I I think more sad than stupid yeah but uh, yeah no like no like um, I don't think I'm not saying for other people yeah 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 but but that's how you saw yourself at the time yeah and I felt like yeah because I'd had like a, like a couple of suicide attempts like and stuff and adolescence and it's like it's the place I'd like been a lot in my life like mentally um so like and this was just basically I was going there again I was like this it like this is the final thing and I was just like but this is like at the end of college coming into uni sort yeah, of age like so this isn't a million years ago this is yeah five years ago yeah 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 it's not that long ago yeah but like yeah I was just Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Like, I can't, like, I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, I can't just care so much that what other people think and, like, just feel so bad that, do you know what I mean? The only way... Especially in the business that you want to be in, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get put under kind of high levels of scrutiny yeah, for how yeah. you are, how you act, how you yeah, what how you, you perform, do, what you do, the mistakes that you make, whether, yeah. whether you're the the right shape, size, yeah, color, sex, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're gonna be told you're not good enough for a whole number of reasons. Yeah, yeah, and they're just the ones that are justified. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. People with unjust criticisms, you still have to take that, I suppose, in that job. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's, yeah. A, that's that's quite a lot. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting all that. I mean, uh, that's yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, for that to have been so kind of recent. Yeah, yeah. Where, how are you feeling about things in general now? I mean, well, like I think obviously moving to Goldsmith. So I was at this like really shitty uni for like a year, yeah. and then I like reapplied and uh, like for like some different unis, and I actually um went to Goldsmith to do history of ideas, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. But then, history of ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of crazy. The course for everything these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True story. And then like basically a couple of months in, it was like a really nice course, but I just wasn't like it just wasn't for me and then it like transferred into the drama course yeah. but yeah like so that had like a really positive effect on me and it was like really good to study and really good to study in London and you know like my brother had a baby so that like brought me like much closer to my mum and you know my grandfather like passed away and stuff actually like as soon as right. I moved to London which was quite full on but like yeah like so it, that like brought me much closer to my mum so it's like even though we'd had conflict in the past it's like it brought us like all closer together so it's like I had like more of a support network again and then like yeah just like studying in London all this kind of stuff so that was all like good and like also like since I graduated like I've worked since I graduated you know so it's like I've not like had even though like I don't have a lot of money I've not had a reason to be like oh my god like do you know what I mean so yeah 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 so I think I'm much more positive kind of person and I don't like the whole like which is not to say like I've had like you know big mental health problems like since you know in the past couple of years but I think I've got much more perspective now and also I don't like the mindset of being like life shit and and like I'm being like what makes me special is that I'm depressed and because I actually know loads of people are depressed and like loads of women are depressed loads of mixed race women are depressed loads of women who are gay are depressed like it's just all my brackets like there are loads of other women like me who are depressed and also who have it much worse than me because um you know because they're like asylum seekers because they're not given any wish because they're destitute because they're homeless because you know their family have disowned them because do you know what i mean like so it's like i feel like i've been able to be like yeah i've got depression yeah you know i've been through these things but actually it's nothing in comparison to like other people like what other people have to go through and also in my brackets it's quite standard you know everyone's got their own things yeah no i do think that's true everyone's got their own things i've been miserable and depressed about things yeah. I wouldn't say I was I suffered from depression yeah, but yeah. I felt a bit crap about things yeah. and they pale in significance to, to other people's problems but yeah. I think we can't go around walking around no, you can't. comparing ourselves to other yeah. people and then and then further putting on pressure and saying yeah, totally but, I'm, but my shit's not as bad as that person's shit yeah yeah because Christ you know yeah there's yeah. always someone 
better off than you yeah, there's always yeah, someone worse yeah, off yeah, than yeah. you and you know yeah. if we keep comparing ourselves to other people all the blooming time yeah mm, problems won't get solved yeah you know, problems no. won't get solved or yeah. uh, you know be swept under the carpet to lunge yeah. back at us another day but yeah you know would you say all of that kind of is what geared you towards working with send children um, or was was that something that just I mean, happened how did that all happen yeah it is something that kind of just happened to be honest like obviously when i just graduated from, well actually is it because um, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's why i'm asking <laughs> no well like actually is it because yeah like i actually like did some like while i was still in uni like um I did like uh, like a volunteer placement in Sri Lanka, which was with like uh, children with like special needs and like other disabilities and stuff. Okay. And then I had like a kind of part time job with a theatre company called Antalaki while I was in my last year at uni, and that was with like you know young people with severe and profound disabilities. And then once I graduated, I obviously needed a full time job like right away, you know. And then um, I basically just got like a teaching assistant job. Um, and like I've worked with young people and like kind of drama teaching things so even though it has kind of happened by accident in the sense that like you know I just needed a full time job and that was it at the same time it's obviously you know something I've been interested in and... But so if the, the performing bits which we'll get onto in a sec if that doesn't work out as a as a viable career and only remains yeah. as something that I can do a, do that as a hobby yeah. and if I can earn out of that hobby a little bit then great is, is working with send kids a, a full time permanent career option for you or is that something that you, you you love that much or I mean I do like I do when you're in a good school that has proper SDM policy and everything's properly dealt with it is great like I like I've been working the past couple of weeks with a school um, in white in, oh I shouldn't say what it is you shouldn't no. <laughs> no, 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 no. not uh, if it's not not if it's not good <laughs> no 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 but um, no it's not because it's not good I just yeah. uh, shouldn't say the school but like uh, yeah I've been working in a school for the past couple of weeks and it's like a great school and I really like it and it's really nice to work there and stuff um, and yes yeah, so when it's like that it's like really great um but the thing is is obviously that like um you know like being an agency worker like pays like very low and also like um it's quite insecure and if you're sick you don't get paid if it's a school holiday you don't get paid all this kind of thing so i obviously and also like i do really like you know it's really nice like working with asking kids and stuff but also i think i'd like to do something more like I don't know. I don't exactly know, like, more responsibility. Maybe more strategic. Like, okay. something more to do with, like, yeah, like, planning policy and, like, stuff like that. And maybe, like, not in education because it's so going so, like, fucked at the moment. It's just, like, quite <laughs> depressing. So I'd rather, like, go into, like, the charity sector or the art sector for, like, normal work yeah. as well as, like, doing my, like, artwork because I feel like that's, like, slightly more, like, inspiring, like, innovative place to be rather than, like, in education. So you're quite... Like, yeah. inspired by the whole charity thing which is you, yeah. you started doing you said you did a you're, or you're doing a, a course uh-huh. that's been put on by child yeah uh, child.org yeah so what's that all about so uh yeah it's really great like um it's the course that like uh where you do a lot of fundraising so you have like different challenges where you fundraise for child.org um and you also learn a lot of different policy things about the child um oh no about the uh, like charity sector like for example things like um like 
the failure of kids companies so ethics and charity of course like ethics and how you use money um also different things about international development like the sustainable development goals which are like uh goals that the un created to try and make everyone you know people prove improve like poverty and um inequality like across the world which i think is like very inspiring like yeah. topic um and also like yeah just lots of things about fundraising which is like really cool um and yeah like i think it's like a really good charity like um it like uh yeah it's like um obviously an international development com- uh charity and it works um in like some different countries in africa and it works like particularly with children who are really sick or at risk of dying and um uh yeah and because it's a smaller charity it can do a lot of inner uh, really innovative things like data collection like finding out which children are most vulnerable from which diseases so sure. care, care can be given properly um also women's projects so um even if so it's called like social determinants of health like if something you like yeah of course like um it's so important to put money into hospitals but also there's lots of things sure. happening yeah. in the community that can make children like really sick so like um for example sometimes that can be with like food insecurity that can be with like uh maternal knowledge about certain illnesses that children have so like they do like women's groups to like um uh to grow food and also just like a certain education about certain common things right, that children okay. might get but that actually might be quite serious and need to go to hospital that kind of thing and um yeah so they just do like loads of great projects and yeah i really enjoying the course and so and is the course put on by child or did yeah, you choose to work with child because of that you was on the course um the course is put on by child.org yeah. yeah and um yeah i actually didn't know so much about it before i started but like i've obviously learned a lot about like uh it while studying and yeah like i really like it like, it's really great so it's a good way to to get in and get an understanding of how a, a charity works and... yeah definitely and get experience like fundraising experience like and what what do you hope to do with that um i want to like um yeah i would like i'd like to work in the charity sector like i obviously do want or like or like in the art sector like i obviously do want to um like create my own artwork as well but obviously that's not like do you know what i mean that's not something you can just step into a job where you're like yeah, sure. are a full-time artist you know that's not like realistic sadly not um so like um as like to like advance further in my like career i would love to like uh work in the charity sector like maybe something like kind of more strategic like to do with policy or like in like kind of like community focused programs like in theater mm-hmm. um and i also think like there's actually c- can like studying like charity work and stuff has made me like realize that in the arts like there is so much there's so much potential for like crossover because basically uh child.org actually creates a lot of products so in some ways certain things they do are almost like a business but all the profits there are extra just go to these uh these uh like projects in africa and um, they're about like improving children's health so and i think that's like a great model because do you know what i mean like some of the things they do are just selling products to like businesses sure. and getting yeah, yeah, money yeah. off businesses and they're just giving all the profits to like uh these projects that they actually run then another section actually runs in africa and then also like um like they provide like it support like that's like one of the things they do as well it's like providing it support and then all the money goes to like you know like projects in africa yeah, and yeah, i think yeah. that's such a smart model and like there's yeah, so many no, ways that like really theater can use that model as well like yeah. especially when like do you remember like there was this really amazing uh like show on at the royal court called um liberian girl it was so amazing it was like maybe one of the best things i've ever seen like it was so great and it was about like the um 
the Liberian Civil War and it was just so like it was so moving and so visceral and stuff and at the end I was thinking like I just want to like I like I remember thinking like if someone had like directed me to somewhere I should give money to or something I needed to do like an action that I needed to do to like uh take do you know what I mean to kind of like take action on the things that we'd like all seen like I would have done it straight away and they could have bleeded money out money out of people from that show like they could have like people would be spilling their money out and like there was obviously nothing like that and I just feel like yeah like shows that have like a social message like why not just like attach something like community related or do you know what I mean some kind of social action that you can do because people get so emotional about art and stuff like as well as like opening up people's minds you can really like just get small amounts of money from lots of people and then that'll make such a big difference to people's lives like so yeah like that's what i thought from like studying and all that awesome kind of thing. and so you're mixing uh you're, you're doing an event for them uh-huh. you said uh, right at the start you know there's an event you're doing uh at the a, end a of big, april at the end of april a big sort of marathon yeah of of what i mean i'm not 100 clear on on what it is you you do a lot of spoken word so basically it's like uh you yeah so it's like you have to so it's me and a couple of poets it's going to be recorded rather than like um like a live performance because uh like 10 hours is a lot yeah lot 10 to, hours to lot. sort of sit and <laughs> yeah and go through 10 yeah hours. i mean i'm a big fan of spoken word but <laughs> sitting there for 10 hours <laughs> yeah it'd be interesting that, and also like um like it's a bit confusing if it's a sponsorship and then it's also tickets like that's confusing so it can be for people so like um like yeah so basically it's like a couple of poets and you have to come at up, up with like minimum of like one to three poems each hour and then perform them each hour so you all come up with that and then like like a new like a new piece of work then you have to perform it and then you do that again for the next hour and the next hour and the next hour and the next hour and then you like record the whole thing and then it's gonna like yeah so it's gonna be like 10 hours straight of doing that like no lunch break like nothing like that and then like also like um yeah like the video is gonna be released afterwards so it's like it's quite a heavy thing to do but i also think it'll be quite fun and cool and yeah I, I don't even I'm, I'm still I don't understand how how you're going to pull that off 10 hours is a, a hell of a long time for how many people uh, are you doing it with so I've got confirmed about like yeah like four four people at the moment but I'm still looking out to like get other people involved yeah I mean that's, that's still a lot of uh, I mean the average spoken word performance a few minutes ah uh, yeah but Something like, like that. I mean, but it's else? just like it's just that like um you can't uh so it's basically like you're in the venue for 10 hours you have to come up with a new thing every hour you have to perform something new every hour so it's not like it's going to be like constant performance the whole time for 10 hours straight but the just the challenge is like you you gotta be there for 10 hours gotta come up with something every hour on the hour it has to be something new so you're not it's not like a pre-written thing where no. you're gonna take anything no, you just no. gotta come up with no. ideas scribble them down and then perform it and yeah, then go yeah. off and come up with something else scribble yeah, it yeah. down and perform like it 10 hours yeah and mm. like I think I mean it would be cool if uh, like uh, like it was something like pre-written but obviously I'd need a lot more time to like yeah <laughs> I just like it, it sounds crazy um, <laughs> so are you gonna you're gonna do something for us Oh yeah, yeah, I can do that now. Yeah. I'm give us, sure. give us some spoken word, and then we'll talk about sort of how you got into spoken word, and uh, uh-huh. I mean, how did you, how did you get into it? Oh yeah, so basically, because <laughs> you said yeah, we we've spoken about you know acting and and that yeah. kind of auditions for for different parts in in the acting world. But yeah. Spoken word is 
something quite new to me really yeah. I've, I've only just started getting into it myself and, and really admire the people that I've seen yeah. um, and, and you, I've, you've done bang haven't you yeah I have yeah which I is did. huge which yeah, is huge I went to, to bang last month yeah and really really enjoyed it I thought that was yeah. that wow, was how really did good. you know that Facebook stalking oh my goodness there you go there that you was go. like back in the day yeah back in the day well, it wasn't that long ago this, this. <laughs> like you've only been ago. in yeah you've been in London three years and this I was know. a year ago every so. week I'm like oh so long ago. yeah um, so basically like it is when you talk 90 mile an hour mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah true story uh, but like uh, yeah so basically yeah so basically like when I was like maybe 18 like when I still like lived in Wales like still lived at home everything like my like two of my friends like ran like a spoken word uh, event with um, National Theatre Wales so yeah I like performed at that and it was like a little has a bit of a competitive edge I kind of like yeah, it's like I'd always kind of done writing before. Yeah. Like I'd done like playwriting courses and then I'd like like really wanted to like go to drama school, that kind of thing. So it's like I was interested in like writing and performance. And it was like, I don't know, it's just a cool it seemed like a cool way. Like my friend just asked, like, Oh, do you wanna perform something at this event? And I was like, Okay, like it sounded just like like a cool thing to like be able to mix two things and like be able to perform in quite a lo fi way. Like it's quite yeah, an yeah, easy yeah. opportunity to I, I I find it really hard to describe what the difference is between sort of reading poetry aloud yeah. and spoken word because it's, yeah. it's quite a different scene it's not just say i'm taking a written poem and i'm just going to read it aloud mm-hmm. that's not really spoken word right yeah so wh- how yeah. would you describe the differences like i said i'm i'm a complete rank amateur yeah very new into into it and discovering it all and, and learning a little bit about it and like I'd, I'd said to you before you know I'd always written ideas down yeah. and, and scribbled lyrics or songs but can neither sing nor play an instrument so yeah. I guess that was sort of poetry sort of what what 15 yeah. year old white boy from Essex hasn't written a rap um, <laughs> so yeah but it, when I found spoken word I was like wow this, this, this is yeah. exciting this yeah. isn't you know sitting down like in my GCSE English class yeah. doing Robert Browning poetry yeah. which equally as much I, I like and have learned to appreciate as I get older yeah. but in the in terms of the spoken word scene I find it really diverse and new yeah. and exciting and, yeah, and and some of it's really thrilling some of it's hilariously funny yeah. some of it's quite heartfelt but it's sort of trying to explain that to someone that's never done it or been to a, a spoken word gig to say come and, yeah. and, and have a look at it how do you describe it well i think like like you say it's like very diverse and it's like people are there for like a variety of reasons people want like uh for like a variety of different things from like uh being involved like performing also watching like so loads of people really like consider themselves performers they like their words are like to create a performance they're doing a performance loads of people are like maybe musicians or like kind of like interest in rap that kind of thing so spoken words kind of an extension from that and, and stand-up comedy as well i yeah, mean i've, I've also- seen a lot of uh of, of spoken word pieces being intermingled with stand-up comedy yeah. as in standing up doing comedy doing yeah, jokes yeah. equal as much fusing the two yeah and and with amazing effects yeah, <laughs> you know, some really you know, and, and it's, it's getting bigger as well like uh, is it nationwide yeah do the, yeah, the adverts yeah, yeah. and stuff like that yeah. and um you know it's definitely a growing scene but yeah. still probably something that i mean like i'm 32 yeah yeah and it took me ages to to really 
Yeah. Well, I only went to my first gig in, I think, November, December. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you know, amazing. not not too, you know, four or five months ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, when I sat and knew, I went live. No, that's super cool. But, like, yeah, I mean, and then and also, like, people who just want to, like, maybe connect with the audience. Because I don't know, I feel like there's something quite, like, there's something quite, um, I don't know exactly what the word is, but I yeah. feel like there's something quite reassuring or cathartic in a way about wh- whoever you are and whatever your interest in performance is, right. about just telling people stuff about yourself. Like, do you know what I mean? Storytelling, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, maybe stuff that you wouldn't tell your friends. Do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah, stuff that yeah, you wouldn't absolutely. tell your family. Maybe some, something you wouldn't tell, like, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever. Like, you think loads of stuff you might not say to your friends, your family, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. You might actually get up on stage and actually say it to a room full of people you don't really know do you know what they mean or i definitely know what you mean actually because yeah. i I've, I've written a bit yeah i've written a bit i, I find writing something not it, it doesn't always get finished um but I, i'll have kind of 10 things on the, on the go yeah and um i've not done any performance as yeah. yet um things either come up in the, the podcast or or just general life in, in general kind of stops me getting into london yeah. there's not a massive scene in essex but yeah. um I, i've been been to a few bits um and then i think it was a case of oh, i don't know if i want to i don't i don't know if i want to say this out loud to yeah. someone yeah. it's sort of part of it was a bit of a private thing the other yeah. part of it was a confidence thing i think yeah. maybe and um and then i did a piece to to a friend who incidentally got me into yeah. saying go and have a, a look at my first gig anyway and he was like yeah i got my phone out to take notes to give you nice constructive feedback which was his way of saying i was expecting it to be shit mate yeah, and yeah. and he said no mate you've probably found your calling there yeah, yeah. so yeah i definitely want to get out and, and perform yeah yeah um i've got to finish a few more things first oh, but like um, yeah it's good it's good it's interesting so yeah. but i'd like to hear something that you've done if you wanna, oh, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you want to share yeah yeah he said you was going to do a bit more uh, a bit of a political thing oh yeah only slightly slight slight truth in it commentary but it's good because I think I think it's a good way of uh, of younger people and you are a younger person uh-huh. you know I still think you know 24 mm-hmm. that ain't old lovey you know it's sort of is it not no, you, no, you're no, definitely no. in my book at least being put into the you're, you're a younger person oh well that means and someone that has sort of uh a firm understanding and grip and interest in, in politics then using something quite you know I think spoken word is great and cool yeah. it's, it's a good way of people accessing one spoken word but two getting a bit of a an understanding on politics and and stuff like that which is it can only be a good thing yeah yeah I definitely definitely agree. so shoot I mean okay oh my gosh okay so uh, so this is called Life Without You okay so while I've been busy having a broken heart Oh, wait, let me take a breath. While I've been busy having a broken heart, the world has been falling apart. It's a sweet pain, I know well, both. But I have to confess that it is more noticeable for my chest to be missing a giant expanse of space and instead be replaced with a gaping, cavernous hole than for geopolitical events to disgust with their dystopian reality. Maybe it's disgusting for me to admit that. But when you're in love, everything seems possible. 
Every wall, both inside your mind and outside, seems like it can be climbed. And it seems that there is no castle of darkness that cannot be conquered and turned into light. It seems that way, but maybe it can't be. The world has been falling apart. It's been spiralling out of control. When we lay together on the mattress on the floor, I believed that people's hearts could be changed, open up because I could feel that happening inside myself. I could feel the inside of my breastbone spreading like an angel's wings. Now it feels small, stabbed, crushed, empty. There's nothing there. I don't know that things can change because I feel like I can't. I want the world to change. I don't know what it must feel like to be someone like me in Russia, South Africa, Belarus, Jamaica, parts of the USA. I don't know what it must feel like to be abandoned by your girlfriend and feel like you can't face another day knowing you can't cope without being cared for that way by a woman, nor a man, and have to contend with not only your own destructive emotions, but the cold hands of the state, of the community. Why do they fear something which can already hurt us so much? Haven't we been punished enough? One of my teachers from Goldsmiths from Goldsmiths shared a proverb with us. Love is like war, she said. Easy to start, hard to end, and you always get hurt. I don't know why people want to pile on the pain. A president sits in the White House who has as his VP a man who believes you can pray the gay away. He himself has insulted and assaulted countless women with the kinds of words and actions that make lesbians such self-critical, neurotic people. Our Prime Minister once voted against gay marriage and gay adoption, but changed her mind when she realised that times had changed and she needed to toe the party line. Well, she pushed ever harder to make this world a more frightening place for the edges of Britain which embarrass a vision of clean white shirts and cups of tea. At every turn, her party is happy to tell us, women, disabled people, immigrants, lesbians, that we will never be part of her, um, of her collective golden scone fantasy of the UK. But I know that sometimes whatever I go through is nothing compared to the people who are dying off our shoreline because they would do anything to only have what I have. While my heart has been breaking, the world has been falling apart and maybe it's time for me to become strong and brave and fight back for myself and for those who would do anything to only have to feel the pain that I feel. I deleted her number because I didn't want to beg her to get back into my life to frustrated responses or to no response at all. I don't want to be a burden. That night I lay in bed saying to myself over and over again, if you loved her, if you love her, then let her live her life without you. Yeah, it's my poet. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, oh, thank yeah, that you. was really cool. That, that was, was really good. Much. I'm only a little bit political. <laughs> oh, yeah, a tiny bit. Yeah. No, it was great. So is, is that kind of the the sort of style that you write? Is is, is a lot on political stuff or um, feelings? Because I think I've seen loads of different poets, uh, spoken word artists do yeah. loads of different styles. Things, yeah. Um, what, what's you? Um, I think, like, 
so I feel like sometimes like in your life you can't actually talk about personal things going on with you to anyone to be honest so I feel like sometimes performance is like a way of like being able to talk about that stuff but then also like sometimes your big political concerns are something that it feels very depressing to talk about or you can't you don't have a lot of space to talk about in your life because yeah like for lots of different reasons but yeah like so I feel like personal feelings and like political feelings are something I kind of like want to like blend together because like they're both things that kind of affect each other and also that you can't talk about so much in your everyday normal normal life um and like yeah like I also feel like you know Judith Butler like feminist like writer said like you know the personal is political and stuff like that so and yeah I definitely feel like that and comes out of my poetry and sometimes if I feel like very like stumped like politically like don't know what to do you know and kind of depressed like I kind of want to write about it because I feel like it's going to show me the way like personally what I can do rather than just being like this shit like sure, yeah, you yeah. know so yeah awesome yeah that's, that's great I'm I'm looking forward to listening to the the, the bit that you and your friends put together for yeah. the child because I think or child.org I, th- I think that's going to be really interesting because it's, it's a it's an amazing thing to attempt to try and do yeah um, like I said I've written a few things I, I type you, you've got a book in front of you that's it's all yeah. writ- written and I've, yeah. I've noticed a lot of people do that I couldn't do that because yeah. I, I constantly go back and delete and if it was written it would be yeah. lots of robins out yeah. and scribbles and stuff like that so yeah. I sort of I, I, my phone my notes yeah, I actually, and I put yeah. a lot more together on, on things like that but yeah. it might like I said I've, I've got quite a lot of things that are started they've yeah. got a beginning and an end but there's a, a few bits that I'm not happy with in the middle and I think that's probably my OCD and yeah perfectionism trying to trying to come out and i don't think really that's maybe what spoken word should be but it's probably what i'm trying to do yeah (laughs) yeah, yeah. overcritical of my own stuff but um yeah i think to say off the top of my head every hour i'm gonna come up with new subject matter and new material and just write it and then perform it yeah that's an amazing uh thing to try and attempt i think that's that's incredible oh thanks very much definitely wish uh wish wish you the best for that oh thanks very much what what kind of ideas are you going to be talking about um i think i'm going to come up with prompts like i do think it'd be cool to talk about some things that are quite like current like obviously like brexit like trump presidency stuff like that but then also maybe things which are a bit more like philosophical like um yeah like maybe something to do with like family or even like maybe meet more esoteric things like that's something i still need to do is plan out uh promise and stuff but i think it's gonna be like super fun and yeah i think it's gonna be super yeah absolutely cool. so how how are people gonna be able to to support, to support it the, and yeah. and obviously support it and then and then listen to it yeah exactly. is it listen it listen uh, to it or watch, view it watch, watch yeah it. view pretty okay. exciting stuff so Okay, let me just have a look. I'm about to read you the link for the sponsorship page. So, an additional sweetener to this whole deal is if you <laughs> if you donate ten pound, I'll send you a flattering personalized message online. Wow. Um, or in person if that's what you like. Um, if uh on if you donate twenty pounds, I'll make you a personalized thank you card and send you pictures of it. If you write a flat um if you uh if you donate fifty pound, I'll write a flattering poem about you and send it to you. If you donate a hundred pound, I'll write a flattering poem about you, film a performance of it, and send the performance to you. And the um uh, sponsorship page is um child.org forward slash me forward slash the number ten, so one zero dash hour dash 
performance dash and dash spoken dash word dash athon spell a-t-h-o-n <laughs> so that's how you can support it by yeah and obviously people can rewind that and and <laughs> write it down but i will put all the links up oh, on yeah. my website social media and i will also uh if, if people are listening to this on on the platform called acast so this goes uh-huh. out on itunes but it also goes out on a platform called acast which uh-huh. um as you would have read that out there'll be the actual link people can just listen oh, to it on their phone and tap and it will take <gasps> them straight to your page oh, where they amazing. can donate which fantastic. is great because it's for a good cause yeah yeah and and it is an amazing thing that you're doing it's sort of i i don't run but i think i'd rather run for 10 hours than try and <laughs> come up with new things that can be quite personal and yeah. quite you know expressive of as, as yeah. who you are yeah. come up with that and then put it out there for the world with no rehearsal yeah 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 with no editing and just just do it i think that's that's really amazing so definitely wish you the best of luck with that i look forward to listening to it and i'll put all of that on there great and obviously we don't know exactly when this is this is going out because you're one of the first people Uh that i'm lucky enough to uh to be able to to interview so Mm um how long after will people be able to you know after the event like people will listen to this maybe even next year yeah, yeah. Um, will, will people still be able to donate to it if, if they stumble across this yeah, podcast yeah, find they, you and think yeah. yeah that's good yeah yeah definitely so uh, yeah I'm going to keep the page open so obviously I'm expecting the most of the traffic in the next couple of weeks and a couple of weeks after I finish the challenge but like the page will still be open Great. so you can still yeah you can still donate your money for that and, and maybe, like so all. yeah if, if, if the uh, where, how are you, you going to stream it um, and then do a recording and yeah, I think I think I'm gonna do a recording. It's not a great. I'm doing the the piece in um Goldsmiths, so it's not the best uh, Wi-Fi there. <laughs> um, but so I'm gonna do a recording probably. But yeah, I'm gonna do a recording and then yeah, I'll be able to. I'm gonna put it up on YouTube so people can watch it. Um, I'll put the links to that as well. We'll update it as so if this goes before the performance, yeah. then uh, then people can support and watch out for it yeah. and if it goes after the performance people support. can still support and, and then watch it because they'll have the links oh, all fighting. there and we'll, we'll touch base and yeah and we'll speak before then anyway yeah, yeah so definitely. may thank you so much oh thanks very much thank you I, I might have to uh slow your bits down because you, <laughs> you can't and stuff. <laughs> you talk really fast i mean i haven't written a single note because <laughs> If I'd have ripped, put pen to paper, I'd have uh, like. I'd have missed I'd have missed so much of your of, of your chatter. But no, it's been really really good. So thank you so so much. Oh, so much. Um, really and again, it. best of luck with it. And, oh, thanks uh, so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hello everyone, thanks very much for for listening to that and for sticking around after the music for the outro. So uh, let me know what you thought of that, I thought it was good. Um, I've got to be honest, this was probably the third episode I ever recorded and uh, it was was a strange one um, because it was was probably one of the first true strangers that I, I interviewed. I didn't know her at all. We'd not really spoken apart from the the brief interactions to actually set up the podcast and discuss roughly what she'd like to talk about. 
which has no bearing whatsoever on her getting onto the podcast. Like anybody can apply to be on the show. And if I can fit you in or travel to you, then you've got just as good a chance as getting on as anybody else. But um, yeah, it was it was weird because, you know, I arrived and I set up. It took it took about 45 minutes to to set the equipment up um, and have a little chat and hello and find out what she'd done that day at work and and just general chit chat really and um during, you know she made me a cup of tea which was pretty awful to be honest um Maeve if you're listening your tea making still skills are, are pretty bad but thank you very much for your hospitality anyway we we had a really really great um interview um but it was actually after the interview that uh, we we really discussed quite a lot of uh, of other bits um and I think you know these bits that didn't come out in the podcast. Uh, it was quite a shame, really. Uh, she's she's a very intelligent young lady. We spoke about politics, about her sexuality. She's um, a lesbian, and we 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 discussed that. But we also discussed um, her heritage. She's um, she's mixed race. She's uh, her her mother, I believe, is, is is white and English, and her father is is from India. And uh, you wouldn't have noticed that or, or known that kind of looking at her um so it was quite an interesting thing and we got on to to talking about everything that goes with that um but you know you never know what's going to come out on a podcast so i hope you enjoyed what you what we did manage to record and um maybe we'll we'll catch up uh and talk about some of the other things that may might have to share on another another time so if you want to you want to hear that let me know um I'm not going to go on too much because my, my allergies and hay fever is really bad and I think I'm going to sneeze in a minute. So all I'm going to do is say, you know, please rate and review the podcast, share it as usual and uh, and hit me up on my social media, go to the website and uh, make sure you support Maeve and her poetry marathon by going and donating to her, her page, which all the links uh, are on my website. So thanks very much and I'll, um, I'll catch up with you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.